This is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. For 80 years, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. You are about to listen to another Bible-based lesson with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. Starting now. Much appreciation to our Jay Webb for his kind words, and hello everyone. Might I pause and say how much we appreciate each and every listener to the International Gospel Hour. We receive kind words and expressions of encouragement, and for this we are thankful. In First and Second Corinthians, we find two letters written to the church in the city of Corinth. The background of the city surely needed the gospel. Reading of Corinth brings to mind any industrious city in the world and the different cults and religions pretty much like you would find anywhere. The answer then is the same answer now, Jesus Christ. To these individuals now of the church in Corinth, listen to what Paul said of the saved in the church at Corinth. To them he said in 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11, through Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Now listen to verse 11. He's speaking to these who are part of the church at Corinth. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Such were some of you. Wow, dear friends, individuals that one thinks they may not change. They're not going to enjoy the gospel. They're not going to embrace the gospel. This is not going to do any good. Individuals that you would think would not change. They were changed by the unchangeable. Have I got your attention? Let's spend some time today seeing what God has provided that is unchangeable, but it changes our lives. But first, our Jay Webb. Hey friends, for listening today, we'd like to send you absolutely free a book titled The Glory and Agony of the Cross. May we send it to you? Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Cross Book. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and please leave your name, address, and just say, Cross Book. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information name, address, and type CROSSBOOK. We'll send it right away. We trust this study of the cross of Christ will be encouraging. Let's go back to Jeff. Please consider with me that God's Word is unchangeable, but it changes us. When we are reminded from 2 Peter 1 and verse 3 that God has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, The word all there means all. And indeed, He has given us God's complete revelation, His Word, the Holy Scriptures. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, 
that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect or complete, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. The Word of God thoroughly furnishes man with all that he needs to know from God, and how that unchangeable, standing firm Word will change us. Tragically, when God's Word is changed by man, well, we must realize that man cannot change God's way. But when it is done, one creates a lie. In Genesis 3 and verse 4, did not Satan add one word? The word not, you shall not surely die when God told them if they partook of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. In Romans 1.25, Paul warns how man can change the truth of God into a lie. And think of the warning in the book of Revelation, chapter 22, verses 18 and 19, of the warning that if anyone adds to the word of God, God will add unto him the plagues that were written in the book. But if anybody takes away from the word of God, God will take away his name from the Lamb's book of life. While contextually admitted that this is the book of Revelation, yet it stands true throughout all of God's word. Warnings of those that would remove or bring forth another gospel and their end result to be cut off from Galatians 1, 6 through 9 must be heeded. Dear friends, God's word is unchangeable, but it changes us. Here on our studies of the International Gospel Hour, we simply wish to take God's Word to seek out what it has to say and then allow God's Word to change our lives. Number two, let's consider that the gospel plan and salvation is unchangeable, but it changes us. When we think about the gospel of Jesus Christ, it is unchangeable. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God unto salvation, and that is Romans 1 and verse 16. Verse 17 of Romans 1 continues the thought that therein, that means in the gospel, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. For as it is written, the just shall live by faith. That tells me I need to believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 10, between verses 15 through 17, there is a warning of those that have not obeyed the gospel. Well, that tells me that I need to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4, Paul says to the church at Corinth, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. And then in verses 3 and 4 of 1 Corinthians 15, Paul explains about the gospel. He said, For I deliver to you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Do you notice how often Paul refers to the Scriptures? There within, or therein, the unchangeable Scriptures will change us. Notice from verse 1 he told them that he had declared the gospel which he preached. So he made it very clear what they were to hear. 
they also received the gospel in verse 1. In receiving the gospel, we understand that receiving means to accept it. Verse 2 said they were saved, but further in that verse, he warned them, unless you believed in vain. Well, I understand that when I receive the gospel that I need to believe it, and I need to see salvation within the gospels, or within the gospel of Christ. There are four gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that comprise of the gospel, the good news of Christ. When I think about these brethren in Corinth, what did they do? Well, when I go back to Acts, the 18th chapter, when the gospel came into the coast of Corinth, I understand from verse 8 of Acts 18 that they did hear the gospel. Well, that was affirmed in 1 Corinthians 15. They believed the gospel in Acts 18, verse 8. That was affirmed in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 2. Did they repent of their sins? The scripture does not say specifically that the Corinthians repented. But there could be no doubt that they repented, just like the charge was given on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2 and verse 38, and repentance is a command of Christ, Luke 13, verse 3. Might we submit that from our lesson text earlier in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 11, when Paul said, such were some of you, they had to turn away from that old lifestyle in order to turn to God. This we would affirm in any walk of life. The Bible does not say that the Corinthians confessed Christ, but they had to accept Matthew 10, 32 and 33 of Jesus' command for confession. And in Acts 8 and verse 37, when the eunuch made the confession, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, there would not be a Christian from that day onward who would not confess that faith in Christ. It's interesting to note in Acts 18 and verse 8 that the Corinthians were baptized. And we see that they were washed in 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 11. They're sanctified and they, ju- and they are justified. They were baptized into Christ, dear friends. And from all indication, that day they were baptized into Christ. It wasn't a baptism of the Holy Spirit, but rather a baptism in water, as we see affirmed in Acts 2 verse 38, Acts 8 and verse 37. And now we find from verses 1 and 2 of 1 Corinthians 15, that they are now standing and holding fast in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Dear friends, no other message or plan can get the job done. We note this from Galatians 1, 6 through 9. Let's pause here and learn more about that gospel with a special free study by mail. Here is our J. Webb. Kind listeners, the International Gospel Hour offers absolutely free a Bible study course by mail so you may study in the privacy of your own home. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, I want the home study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988. And please leave your name, address, and just say, I want the home study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type, Please send the home study. We'll send it as soon as possible. Thanks always for your interest in the things of God. And now, back to Jeff. And finally, dear friends, remaining separate from the world, 
That is an unchangeable command, but how it changes us. In the second Corinthian letter, chapter 6, verses 17 and 18, Paul warned them, if they expect to remain in the family of God, they have to come out from the world. We hope this study today has been of help to you and to see where the unchangeable can make a difference in our lives. Thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. I look forward to our studies next time. I'm Jeff Archie. Dear friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. God, we